Hey, Melanie. Hey, Peter. Drew's off doing something. <laughs> He's unavailable today. Maybe he's working. I, I guess he has a job or something. I don't know. We do do this during business hours. We do. Welcome to How College Works. Uh, so for us, it's heading rapidly towards the end of our semester. This will probably come out right at the tail end of the fall semester, or, or maybe if I fall behind, right at the beginning of the spring semester. But so we were talking about Topics. So also, we're tired. Let's it's, just go. It's it is countdown to Thanksgiving. It is. Yeah. For us, it is. Yes. I'm ready to like take it. You should a come nap. out post Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I'm tired now. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that you know we were talking about before we started was sort of mentoring students, and uh, you had brought up sort of sometimes some ways that kind of sometimes mentoring students kind of goes wrong, like or doesn't yeah. go. Right might be the better way to put that. Yeah, well, like whenever I came in, you were working with a student, and I see you have a certain part of the catalog up. I do. Yeah, <laughs> which I assume might be connected. And, uh, you know, we're enrolling students for next semester, so our advisees are coming in, and uh, this is also around the time when people need to drop classes because they're failing. And so really a lot of different things are coming together. Um, but I have a couple of students um, that I've invested in a little more. Um, they're majors. Mm. Yeah. I mean, well, it often is the case for uh, students who are advisees who are, who are majors, and I think usually that's the goal is to have the academic advisor, if it's not a professional position, mm -hmm. if it's a faculty member, to have their advisor be someone who is in their major, a faculty in that in the department in that program right. and yeah you want to spend if you can a little more time with them and mentor them like right. get them ready for what's going to be coming next semester or the semester after that give them some perspective for what the you know the field is mm -hmm. and sort of kind of help them on their way to being successful in what you do because there are a few things that I think give us as faculty members more pleasure than seeing somebody succeeding in a field that we love. Yeah, that makes you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and sometimes um, I find that students who need more mentoring are those who maybe are first-generation college students um, or who don't have a good support system at home. Absolutely, yeah. And, and yeah, that it is, I think, something that can be draining for us, mm -hmm. but is rewarding for us to see right. a student who can do well. You know they can do well. You know you can see that they're not getting quite the support that uh, that they would like or that they could use, and then you know providing that and seeing them flourish. Right. I kind of see myself as like the insider for those students who they can't call up their parents or their grandparents and say, hey. How do I take care of this? Because those people haven't necessarily navigated college or university life. And so I'm that person that they're like, well, what if I wanted to do this internship? You know, mm -hmm. or like, I mean, and they can come and ask those kinds of questions to anybody, but sometimes certain students have a slight advantage because they have that cultural capital of having parents or grandparents or older siblings who have already been through higher ed. And so they kind of know the ropes, but a lot of the students I mentor tend to need that extra sort of insider help. 
Right. Yeah, I was as you mentioned that I was thinking like if you had a parent who's in a union, it's not like you were necessarily always going to union meetings, but you yeah. understand how a union works. You know you what know. a union is. Right. <laughs> and why it is you know, why it's there sort of like the reasons for having a union because mm-hmm. it's just a part of it's hard for that not to be a part of your your family life in some way that's just around. And if you have friends especially if you go to college you meet a bunch of different people who their parents never were in a job where they were a part of a union it can be really disconcerting or weird like they don't understand like what are you talking about like what a union does why would you want to be in a union there's a why whole are there bunch even of people who are pro or anti I, yeah right yeah there's all kinds uh-huh. of things just like it's just baked in somehow yeah. to your life that that that's what something that's the way it works and college is the same way mm-hmm. you know if you have parents who have gone to college there is an understanding of, of what that means which kind of just gets baked in to the essence of the family life like and those expectations right uh, that if you don't have parents who have gone to college you don't have that and it it can be really disconcerting it can be really difficult yeah because you're like I don't know what that means and I don't even know how to remotely start that conversation or who to even go to to ask that question yeah. so well, yeah. I became I become that person for a lot of my students and then you know we we're talking about undergraduate research and you know though I tend to try to give opportunities to people in my major. I mean, I direct the writing center, people who want to work with writing in some way, whether they want to be teachers or editors or writers themselves, they need to kind of get some experience. And oftentimes, English majors or writing minors are the ones who would benefit the most and would grow the most from those opportunities. So I try to give my mentees or my advisees um, well, they're the ones who are around. They're the ones asking questions. Right. Well, it, <laughs> as Drew talked about with, you know, the trumpet gigs. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you talk to the professors, you're around, you know you're interested. You know, it, and it's not just that they would grow, but they'll grow in the direction they want to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, you could take somebody who's a sociology major and say, hey, you'll grow a lot from working in the writing center, but do they need to grow in that direction? I think all people need to grow as writers. Just but put a, that on somebody who wants to be record. a writer <laughs> yeah. is way more They're going to get a little, they're going to get different things out of it. Right. And so um, when you see somebody who's like, wants to go into a field with writing, who is a major, you know, you know them because they happen to be your advisee. Yeah. You know, you're going to kind of, you know, toss them like, hey, do you want to, do you want to work at the writing center? Right. Like, it's just, it's, it's a natural thing. If I had like TAs or lab help, we don't have a major, but if I did, those would preferentially go to the major. Well, right, and it's the same, like, even though the writing center is like a work-study position and it's a paid position, um, sometimes I need help with research projects, and there's a way to do an undergraduate research class. I've also applied for funds to pay students who were the ones who were around and seemed interested in what I was doing, and so they got those extra things. And so, like, that's sort of what I see as my role. And every now and then I also become sort of a, a go-to counselor, <laughs> which is not always my favorite. But I understand sometimes I have to help them with, like, life skills, too. I'm like, okay, let's let's back up for a second and take inventory of your time. Or, you right. know, yeah. I see a pattern here. Do you see this pattern? And they're like, oh. Right. So it's a, it's a mentoring um 
for academics and for education, but also sometimes for life. And so you could see how, like, you put a lot of time and effort into certain people. And we were talking about when it's not, when it doesn't work the way it should. And so I've recently feel um, that I have been putting in more time and effort into a relationship, like a mentoring relationship. And the some of my mentors have taken advantage of that. Let's start with, like, what do we expect? Yeah. So if I'm, I don't expect the thing I just said. Don't take advantage of me. <laughs> <laughs> so if, I, if I'm mentoring a, a student and I'm, you know, giving up my time, and I've, you know, I've had some students who were interested in doing physics or engineering, which are not degrees we offer, but I'm still, like, happy to talk about, like, what is grad school like? Mm-hmm. What are different fields of physics? You know, I won't always have the answers, and it may be that a student is like really into something which I don't really know anything about. But I'm happy to take time to talk with them, to engage with them, to look stuff up. You know, to uh, to re- I you know I reached out to my uh, to my friends who I went to grad school with who are now out in the world yeah, doing doing professor cool stuff yeah. and researching things. And we're like, hey, like I may now have contact these people in couple of years sometimes we're like I have a student who's interested in doing you know what you're doing like right and that's something else we network with other people other professionals I don't work in publishing but I know some people who do Um, to sort of reach out contact those those people sort of get in touch with them again kind of being politely pump them for information not for my own edification but for you know the student and and that I don't have to do that no that's that's what kind of what mentoring is is like helping out it stretches me it, it, it's good for me to do it but as I'm doing all of this effort I want to see sort of an effort from my mentees I need some reciprocation right yeah if yeah. I'm doing all this stuff they're like yeah okay and, and like then just kind of like withers on the vine I'm like right. why did I bother doing all of that and let's I mean and I don't want to be like well let's be clear this isn't my job Advising you is my job. Helping you in these extra ways is just me wanting to be a good person and mentor. Not everybody does that. And sometimes I don't feel like it. (laughs) You melody? No, right. But I I don't know. Like, and so sometimes... I feel as if people think of it as an expectation, like, oh, well, of course, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, I, that some, like, there's an aspect of my job which is career counselor. No. I mean, is that part of your job description? No. I mean, I'm, I'm, again, like, I'm happy to do it if I have somebody who is, like, enthusiastic about something, like, excited about this, engaged with it. Then I want to do it. And then I want, you know, I want to do it. Like, I will volunteer to do it. And then I will happily go out and do it and ping these ping people that I haven't spoken to in years and be like, hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> long time to see. How are you? Summer cat. <laughs> and then keep yeah. going. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So like, I think that's part of it. Like you can, you need to put in, I need my mentees, my advisees to put in as much as I'm putting in. Right. Um, so I put in effort. Like I go, I email, I do research, I spend time with them when they need me to help them write a letter or to, you know, well, what do I look for in a grad school? And I'm like, what do you look for in a grad school? Let's prioritize what you're, what you want to do or whatever. And then, you know, I set up appointments for them and they don't show up. Don't like that. Uh, or I say, I'm happy to look at some drafts and they don't give me drafts in a timely fashion. 
you know, and then they, well, this is actually due, like, at midnight, and I'm like, it's four o'clock, you know what I mean? So things like, I'm willing to put in the time, but I need to see that someone else is putting in time, too. Right, so as, as what you're describing, it, to me, I'm listening to it, I'm like, that is, it's not that they're not doing the things, it's that they're not providing enough lead time. Well, and they're not being basically inconsiderate. Right, is that working at the last minute means that your rush becomes my rush if I'm going to be no. to, doing, to doing it, and that's, that's not polite, Right. you know, to someone. It's like, and I understand if it happens, you know, I mean, infrequently, right. you know, but if it's a pattern, then I start to get pretty annoyed, and guess what, I don't really want to do that. A lot. Right, yeah, <laughs> I right. just don't. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to write a letter for you know uh, students who are engaged in sort of STEM, mm-hmm. physics, engineering kinds of things, and talk about them, especially if they're my advise, advisor, my advisee, mm-hmm. or my student in a class. But if they're dropping by, it's like, hey, could you write me a letter? Sure, let's do it. It's due in four hours. It's like, mm. Mm. I'm gonna go with no. No, you just I never say switch. There. I never say sure first. Oh. For, for, so I'm like, let me ask you some questions. <laughs> and the first question is, when is it due? And if they say anything less than two weeks, then I'm like, I like to make them sweat it out, even if I know I'm not busy, because they should know that I need more time than just two days. Which I mean, we have talked about. Yeah, we right. have, we have. Um, but yeah, but so the thing, I mean. I get requests for recommendation letters because I teach the first two required writing classes. And so I often have students for two semesters, which is longer than most students have had professors in their first few years because they're taking all these um, general education courses and not yet into their major. And, you know, someone who's like, oh, hey, can you, you know, but my mentee is different than just someone who's had classes with me. My mentee comes in for advising sessions. Sometimes they stop in just to check in. We usually exchange more friendly or personal how are you doing type emails. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not the same. Well, and you know more about them. I know. Like generally speaking, yeah, it's like some, uh, just a, a standard standard advisee, like a random advisee. Yeah. Like I don't know much about them. They come in, I advise, they leave, they don't share right much of their hopes and dreams with me except for what I've had to pull out of them in order to understand what they need to register yeah. for but it's yeah. it's a very sort of professional relationship with like strong boundaries I should mm-hmm. say in terms of like personal and public right uh, but your mentees yeah we tend to know more about them right know? and there's still a professional relationship there but it's it tends more on the friendly side right because yeah. You're like, oh, hey, did you, you know, what happened with whatever, you know, because you know more about what's going on with their lives or whatever. And so whenever they drop balls or maybe sometimes are inconsiderate or maybe take advantage of your willingness, it, that's harder for me to deal with because I feel like we've built up a relationship. Well, I mean, I think that's the definition of the mentor-mentee thing is that it's not just, not just a professional thing. You're not friends or peers mm-hmm. you can't be peers and be in that relationship well, no because i'm still in charge of stuff Let's right that's what men need to be a mentor is like <laughs> you are you know n- more knowledgeable but you do build a stronger deeper relationship with them even if it's not like 
as friends because mm-hmm. you have to spend time with a mentee right. in order to know what they need to be doing to properly mentor them. You know? Right. And so you build this trust and familiarity. And I wonder, I mean, you were talking about some of the things that uh, kind of go kind of go wrong, like <laughs> a mentee who uh, kind of assumes that they can get away with more than yeah. somebody else can. Or Taking advantage, I think, of that more friendly type right. relationship. Oh, well, you know, we're more, f- you know, and I hope that the, those, those people like my mentees don't think that, I mean, oh, we're, we're good friends so I can do whatever I want, but I feel like they still push it um, sometimes. Certain people will push to see how much I will allow. And I wonder, it, it, sometimes for me, I, I read that as that, if when it happens to me, is that the relationship has gotten a little too friendly. Right. Because this is the kind of stuff that you would pull on your friend and peer and be all like, yeah, yeah right. but dude, you're going to slip me a little employee discount on the stuff I'm ordering, <laughs> right? You know, yeah, you're not no. supposed to hold stuff in the store, but you'll hold it for me, right? Because we're, you know, we're close, we're buds. Well, and sometimes yeah. that's because they have asked for those short, like those favors. Like, I know I'm not giving you as much lead time. I was hoping you'd do it for me anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and then out of a professional obligation to help with this person's success, you may say yes to some of those situations. Well, and also a friendly feeling that you don't want them to miss this opportunity. No, you're like, no, I know. It's like, I shouldn't really do this, but, but okay. Exactly. It's not a big deal. And so and that happens a few times, and then those lines start to get really thin or really blurred, and. Yeah. Then it then other things start to no. to happen like well, yeah. like oh well I I missed a lot of class but I you know that I've had some issues I'm like but the attendance policy is still a thing <laughs> yes. yeah I mean the syllabus I, is the syllabus yeah right and I'm not sure like I don't know like there there was not like a specific statement or anything but I worry that there is maybe an expectation of some special treatment and. That's not going to happen. So so I think it's something to sort of keep in mind on both sides, really, is that the level of, like, as as you get to know your advisees better and you get, you become friendly. And sometimes your advisees, you can be really friendly with afterwards. Yes. Once they, even when they graduate and they become, like, fully, not students anymore, but, like, actual functioning adult members (laughs) of society. Yeah. And then, you know, you see their lives and, and they sort of transition right. to like an actual kind of peer. But that doesn't that doesn't happen no. while they're my mentee. That doesn't happen while they're in my class either, so right. stop. So so like <laughs> maintaining that sort of a little bit of professional distance. A little, uh, well, and I know that part of this is I'm not trying to be like, well, my advising and my mentor is like being a total jerk face. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know, Maybe we should both pay attention to these things. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's a little it's a little bit from both sides, and as the mentor, it falls to us to make sure that. Yeah, but the unfortunately, are- what's going to happen is that when I have to reinforce those boundaries, guess who's going to be penalized or hurt? Not me. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I have to enforce the attendance policy. I have to do the write ups for student workers who don't show up for their shifts. I have to fire people. Um, my job is the same. (laughs) So, I mean, in terms of like, yeah, you can push it and see what you can get away with. But when the line becomes the hard line 
at the end of the day, I don't really have to face the consequences for those decisions. Right. Other than changing my behavior towards future. I mean, which is why it's good to sort of review them and sort of touch base again periodically, yeah. especially if you notice something happening, you're like, listen, yeah, we've kind of gone a little off the rails. Yeah. We need we're to gonna, come back over here. We're going to pull this back onto the professional level. You know, I'm I'm going to, I'll make you a pledge. I'm going to keep it profesh. <laughs> I think if you say it exactly like that, they'll take you totes seriously. Totes match. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going, you guys are old, stop it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so... You know, we're just, I'm going to enforce the rules. I'm not going to give you any, any sort of leeway because that has, I, we're on the, we're on a path to where this is going to be a problem for you. Right. It's, it's you, it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Well, it is. It, it, it can both. be both. It can it be is both. both. But, but you're right. We're, well, this is an asymmetric power balance. And so the one who, who, who gets hurt is not me. It's and not I the mentor. The mentor doesn't get hurt in this yeah. problem. Right. And so I'm. I don't know. I guess if I had like a word of caution, I mean, I know that I, I'm talking to myself as much as anybody here, you know, but as somebody who, you know, might be a, a mentee and they have a mentor and they're like, well, I want to, you know, think about how much I can get away with. Well, either you're going to get away with everything, which probably won't happen in most circumstances, or there's going to be a point where that's over and in addition to facing the consequences, you've probably ruined that relationship. Right. Yeah, and I'm not sure that it necessarily everyone's like, how much can I get away with, but or in sort of consciously, right? It's Maybe sort of not like, consciously, but from my end, it feels that way. It certainly can feel that way. It's like, because, you know, it never hurts to ask, right? Like Sometimes so, it hurts to some, ask. In this case... You like, really shouldn't be asking me that. Right. right. Yeah, you want, you want to sort of protect your that relationship. And one of the ways to protect it is to be thoughtful about what you ask mm-hmm. of it. Right, you know, yes. If you have a really tight friendship with somebody, sometimes you can call in a big ask, yeah. and, and it's, it would be a super big lift, And but they're going to come through because that's how strong a friendship you have. And that's not the relationship you have with your advisor or your mentor. No. Uh, I mean, if, you, if you have a big ask for a short turnaround on a recommendation letter for a really cool internship, that's one thing. If your big ask is to waive all of your absences from a class, that becomes a uh, like an ethical issue. Yeah, you right. I mean, yeah. And, it's not and, like oh, well, I can put in two extra hours of work today. Like, there's a big yeah. difference between. Well, and I remember being in like I don't know high school or college, and like sometimes those ethical questions, like, well, does it really matter that much? And is it you know is it that big of a deal? And like feeling like maybe it wasn't that big of a deal, and from the, I don't know, the subordinate kind of almost employee side of things. Like, it doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal. The company is a big company, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Like, is who's really getting hurt here kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, who indeed. It's, it's different when... You're responsible I, when for I'm, Yeah, when I'm responsible, maybe the company has deep pockets and insurance, but if I'm responsible... Are you I'm, still talking about this employee discount? I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if I'm yeah. bearing that responsibility, if I'm actually thinking to myself like this is a decision I'm making and whether the consequences are big or not I have I'm choosing to make an unethical decision yeah that's a different choice you know, like when you actually are shouldering that responsibility and so you know when you come to the your your professor that you're super tight with like do I really have to 
So like it was a really I had a really good excuse, you know, like can we just like ignore that portion of the syllabus? I mean, that is binding. You're you are asking them to Well right. And then break even like, the if I were, even if I'm like, okay, fine. But that means I would have to waive it for everyone in the class. I mean, that that's the, so it's like, well no, it's not just you. And it's never just you, because like with the writing center, I have other employees. I set a standard, and then you know the standard becomes well, you can call in wherever you want, or you can actually sleep while you're there. Then that becomes the new standard, and that's a problem, right? So I can't yeah. allow one person to do it without making like a new policy. <laughs> Essentially, I'm sleep all you want. Um, and so it's the same with attendance, it's the same with that, it's the same with, like, even if it's just, like, a research opportunity, if I don't ask you to keep up with stuff, then how can I, I get the next person to do their work because I let you through this class. Yeah. All this stuff, which seems like not a big deal on one side of it, when you get to the other side, it it's a huge deal. a big, bigger and bigger deal. Because as you say, like, there's a certain amount of trust that my mentees have to have in me as a mentor. Or, or have to have in you as their boss. Mm-hmm. And if I'm willing to waive requirements or consequences for individuals, then you know, eventually that just becomes the norm. And now, now what am I? I'm no, I'm no better than a dictator right at this point. Like, it's just, let's play some favorites. Well, if right. I like you, and everything is fine. If I don't like if you, If you're not on the receiving end of those, that favoritism, you get pretty pissy about it. Yeah. So if you find out that other people can sleep on the job or other people can miss as many days as they want because they have a special you know position or they, they have a, a, an in with the boss or the professor, then you're upset about it. So why would you ask for that kind of stuff? I know. We're humans. It's what we do. Yeah. But come on. Think about it from the other side. More than just you know mentor, mentee, but also the other people in the situation. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. So that's been, you know, because everything's sort of happening right now. It's the end of the semester, getting close to Thanksgiving. Everyone's tired. It's time to enroll. It's time to drop classes. We're failing. You know, oh, we have to think about our future. Oh, I'm going to lose my scholarship. (laughs) All of these things are coming together. And it's just, um, it's been a semi-frustrating time for me as a mentor. (laughs) Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, because I, you know, I have a couple of people who I've invested a few years in. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like third or fourth year students. Well, and you would expect those to be like on top of like, no. on top of things they're, and yeah. engaged and like setting the standard and setting the example. That's, that's what you want from those students. And it's disappointing when they don't. And I also feel like, <sighs> have I put my energies and time into the wrong person? You know, and I don't think that's true because I think that maybe people could be just having a rough semester, but the damage might be done for some of these relationships because my trust in some of these people has been way lowered, right? Eroded. Yeah, it's, you know, so you have to build that back up. It doesn't just reappear whenever we come back in January. And so that's kind of tricky. And now I feel like there could be some potential tensions and that has consequences because again, not just my employees, not just my mentees, but also my students. Right, so we have all of these overlapping relationships, and they can't avoid me in all of those realms. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. 
Well, I mean, so, I mean, I think it's just you got to sort of preventative care kind of a thing. If, you, yeah. if you're a student and you have, you know, a good, solid relationship with a, with a professor or even, you know, a staff member that is an important part of you just getting through, you know, college, then taking a moment every so often, once a semester or so, be like, is this, are we... Are we keeping it professional? Mm-hmm. Am I, you know, asking things of them that I really shouldn't, even though I know I shouldn't, you know, but I know they'll do it for me. If you're moving into that realm, you probably want to walk that back. I mean, a relationship is not unsalvageable, but right. it might take some time to sort of build that back to where it really should be. So well, it becomes stable and strong right. and, and doesn't sort of erode away. Well, and I think sometimes, too, um, what happens for me is that I become the person that they just disappoint all the time. Mm. You know, so they're like, oh, well, don't worry. I can just, you know, I can just miss work or I can just be late on that or right. whatever. They feel like they've built up a lot of social capital with yes. you that they can then spend in But that's way. not limitless. No, you might get not. a couple of free passes just because, again, I might know a few things about you that might... Mike, help me understand why you might need a few days extension or why you might need to miss work or whatever. But eventually your coupons run out, right? And it's usually that is when that happens, it, you know, for me anyway, and this is kind of like I ran into this with one of my classes recently, is it will feel like a heavy response. Whenever I say no. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I will take a moment to, like, basically lay out why. why. Because yeah. not just the no, but, like, I want you to we need understand, to <laughs> like, why no. Yeah. No because of this. Right. You know? So, I, yeah, one of my classes, like, I, th- I think they're getting along well. They're connecting with each other. They like to discuss stuff. But we're discussing stuff while another student was answering a question. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I'm just stop the entire class. It's like... Right. This talking needs to stop. You are disrespectful I, to other yes. students. I think you God, are, crazy. you know, trying to you're trying to do a good thing in kind of interacting with those around you, but you're doing a bad thing with everything else. And this will this is not okay in my class. Right. That it's important in my class that when someone speak, that they know they will be heard and they know they will be respected. And you are not respecting them. Mm-hmm. So you need to get on it with with your awareness of what's going on around here. Like, I use stronger words than that. Basically... Well, usually by that time, your patience is a little run out because they have they have done this before. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time. This is like... And you've maybe been time. like... Or whatever. In that class, I was like, less talking. Like, right. I'm looking at the student who's talking. I'm standing next to the desk, and I point to them and be like, less talking. Yeah. No. It had escalated to the point of, we're stopping. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, yeah. and that's that's where I feel. I mean, I I feel the same thing with my classes. Like I usually give them a few little small verbal cues, sometimes some visual cues, and then I'm like, okay. But that's I'm about to the okay moment um, with some of the, you know, I've been disappointed enough. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and and often, like you say, like a lot of stuffs going on in the semester. A lot of stuffs probably going on with with your mentees. A lot of stuffs going on with you, like. I don't 
have all the time in the world necessarily. So it's not uncommon for something to kind of keep going, keep going, keep going. It's like, I don't have the time to address it right now. Right. The only time that I end up yes. being forced to have the time to address it, it was it has gone past. Well, and that has happened too. And I think, and I could be wrong, that I feel like um, certain people might take advantage of the fact that they know that I'm like very busy and that I don't have enough time to do all of the small things I have going on so a couple of small things kind of you know so some things should have been addressed much earlier Mm -hmm. in the semester um, and they weren't and so I've allowed the pattern to establish itself in some ways by not addressing it sooner Mm -hmm. so I take responsibility for that Um, but that's not (laughs) still still sucks (laughs) yeah I mean but the end result is sometimes is if if I have the energy and perspective to preemptively talk about, hey, let's back this off yeah. because it's going in a bad direction. Everything goes fine. It's a, it's a low-stakes interaction with that mentee, student, mm-hmm. class, employee, whatever it is. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> but when I don't have time for that, then it's going, it, we're going to breeze straight past the low-stakes interaction because mm-hmm. I don't have time to pick that up. And we're going to make it to the high-stakes interaction at the point where I'm like, you are not getting hired next semester. Right. Yeah, so the low-stakes interaction might have been, what's going on here? Right. <laughs> Tell me about what's happening. And now the high-stakes interaction is, here's your written warning. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I would love to have the kind of headspace and emotional space and time well, or, you know, like do it all the time day space right <laughs> hours I, in the day i just run out of time yeah and yeah. and so it and this is like the way it's going to work at a job as well yeah like if you have a supervisor who has plenty of time and can mentor you awesome right. fantastic and i hope you learn tons from that but you're probably going to come a time with they or a different supervisor either doesn't have time or doesn't choose to have time, in which case it's just going to wait until it is too big of a deal to be handled easily. And then HR gets called in or something. Right. And you, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you want to keep your own perspective on what's going on about, like, if, am I maybe abusing this a little bit? Right. Or am I, am I going to this well a little too often? Right. You know, if you ask for a little thing rarely, then it's... You know, I don't think you're going to have much trouble getting that when you ask for it. If you just keep asking for the it or just taking it, assuming that it's going to happen and you just go ahead and do it, yeah, that's going to that cost you like double or triple, at least for me. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. So letting me know ahead of time when you come to, oh, I just so you know, I didn't get all of the work done for our meeting today ahead of time is way different than showing up being like, yeah, I didn't do anything. Why do we even? Why do I even come back from lunch early? To you do could this? have sent me a text or yeah. an email, let me know you didn't have it, and we'd have to postpone. I could have. Yeah, I would have continued my lunch break. Yeah, <laughs> I could have stayed at home and taken a power nap. <laughs> I need a power nap right now, but yeah, I don't know. So I just some of it, you know, you know, we, we've talked before about how we are people, we are humans, um, and some of this. When I put time and energy into people, I care about these people. I want them to succeed. And whenever they take advantage of that... Well, and you want them to reciprocate that care and yeah. and thoughtfulness. I do, but it, it actually... And I don't want to be like, oh, it hurts my feelings. But it does. It yeah. hurts my feelings whenever I am not as important to them as they have been to me. Mm-hmm. 
And so I don't like to necessarily take time or effort to cultivate those relationships. Right. Yeah. If it's, I mean, well, if, if you, I mean, if you were just had a relationship like in school, like in high school, like there was someone that, that you kind of liked and you hung out with them, but it then became pretty obvious that they did not care. Generally speaking, you just, Oh, you I mean, drop that person. Yeah, They're a waste I, of your time. Go go find somebody else that you like. Yeah. That you're gonna spend time, you're right. Time on, yeah. Know? I mean, make sure. And that's how, I mean, and you learn more about that as you get older. You stop wasting time with relationships that don't also fulfill you. Um, I don't know. So, not to be like, oh, it's about my feelings, but, you know. It's a lot of... A, a lot of lines are kind of blurred in college, especially in the, in the mentor-mentee kind of relationship. Is like, is it professional? Yeah. yeah. Is it academic? Probably. Yeah. But is there's a social aspect to it. Like you have to negotiate all of those sort of simultaneously, and then ignoring one aspect of it is going to lead to problems because it will bleed into the rest of that relationship. Right. You know, if if I have an advisee who is in my class, that that has a bearing on, yes. the, on the way that we operate so like I can't I can't ignore how they do in my class or how they how they interact with me in the class uh-huh. you know and, and that affects that affects the relationship I have with that advisee you know uh, or if they do awesome academically but whenever I like meet with them they're like super terse and like seem pissed off and like just want to leave like okay like <laughs> All right, maybe that not is, I'm going to do my person. best for that not to bleed into my class, but it's going to it's going to bleed into my class. I know that about them. I can't not know that about them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Yeah. Yeah. Well, so anyway, students, listeners, be, be nice. <laughs> I mean, it's everybody needs to do some work in in these types of relationships and as we try to keep an eye on the boundaries and making sure that things are going smoothly, do so yourself because yes. everyone's busy and if everyone's trying, then a, then between the two of you, you and your mentor, you can probably make sure that it does, your relationship doesn't go off the rails or get soured. Um, but if nobody is paying attention, yeah, that can happen and that's unfortunate. It is. It is. Because we want to be. I, I mean, that's one reason why I work at a small school. Um, is because I want to be able to invest in students as individuals, not Absolutely. just as like numbers or whatever they say. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, their success matters to me. I want them to be successful. That you know, that makes me feel like my job is not completely pointless. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I need that component in my life, but I don't have to spend that time and energy on everyone. I, you know what I mean? Like, in, yeah. I get the choice of deciding who to, who to cut loose if need be and who to invest in, so. Absolutely. And that matters, too. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to cut somebody loose. It's only the decision we end up making for whatever reason that seems to have kind no, of I mean, soured or eroded. Exactly. To, to a point. Exactly. But, you know, like I said, we, will, we do our best to try to make sure that doesn't happen. Yes. Also, be another oversight to make sure that doesn't happen, and then things should move smoothly. Yep. All right. Well, if you have a question or a topic for us to talk about, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm 
uh, at Dr. Hyland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D, or send me an email, peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. Thanks, Melody. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.